quickly. Hey guys, welcome to uh, another episode of Footy Fantasy Podcast. Uh, we do the EPL review. Before we jump in, tell you where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter. If you like Twitter battles, trolls, I'm there. Come at me at Footy AD Fantasy. We're on Instagram at Fantasy Footy. And F is the Footy. Uh, if you like podcasts, you can find us on the Footy Fantasy Podcast. And we're on Facebook at Extraordinary Footy Fans. Our YouTube channel where the full video will be on is called Footy Fantasy. Uh, it's going to be two words, Footy Space Fantasy. Uh, OBA is here to present Arsenal and give us a quick lowdown. And also, which is joining us as always, part of the team. OBA, let's dive right in. Yeah, thank you. Good to be because, here. Uh, <laughs> the reason why Arsenal you know, did not do this. I guess the treble. Over because we've been there twice now. So. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think it was a good game, good reality check um, for any of those who were thinking we are ready to win the league. Uh, just hold on, hold off a bit. We're still a long way to go. Uh, it was a good game. The, I mean, the tactics were pretty clear. We knew what we were going to get from the game. Um, but for that, in that particular formation, for you to be able to win against a team like Liverpool, you need everybody to be on point, you need some luck, you need, uh, I mean, to take your chances when you get them. So I think overall, the fact that we considered that the first goal so early after we scored was, was the moment we lost the game. Because I feel like if you had held on for a little bit longer, more spaces were open as Liverpool get desperate to equalise and then maybe you could have taken advantage of that. So some of the players didn't look fully fit. Um, Tierney didn't look fully fit. Uh, some of the players didn't look like they were really up for it, like the way they should be in that kind of um, game plan. Uh, Hector Bellerin, Midland House, um, Mobile did not get enough chances to, I don't even remember having a good chance on goal. Laka had a good chance, he scored the first one, he missed the next one. Like all good strikers, you miss good chances sometimes, it happens. So, um, Midfield personnel looked like Ceballos came on. He was hungry. It looked like maybe he should have started. Um, it brought some dynamism, brought some movement, brought creativity. So that was a good question. The centre back with both new young defenders, integrating them is not going to be easy. I know some people would have felt, oh, Gabriel should have started. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But overall, I think like the defence has been improved. It might take them a few months, a year to get to see them really. Uh, but we need upgrades in the midfield. There's no doubt about that. We need to upgrade our midfield. And with those, with the two or three chances we had today with a better midfield, maybe it could have been five or six chances and then maybe a different outcome. So overall, the, the steps are fall in forward direction, but there's still a lot of work to be done. So it needs all the help here, but I think everybody's fully been at it now. So we know he's a special manager and he's leading the club in the right way. You're too measured there, uh, Ovie. You call me because you measured analysis. You know, as far as I know, I was extremist. I'm expecting you to tell me that this is title number 14 on the horizon. You know, <laughs> tell me that you're the Champions League that you could say you want to win in three years. You know, and no, I mean, give me all this yeah, measured yeah. analysis. <laughs> I don't like you, mean, <laughs> you, you picked the wrong fan for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I, for me, I feel like. You've, you've come in now, I think that's had a few months. This season, we need to be in Champions League. You need to be making top four. I mean, the only two teams I feel like should easily make top four the other teams is a scrap for every, every other team. So if he wants to prove that he's a top, top manager, he needs to be in the top four this season. Next season, we can start talking about the league. But for this season, top four. 
it should be there. Champions League. We need to be in the Champions League. Next is in league. Did I not see next is in league? You got to start from somewhere. Start from somewhere. So <laughs> first somewhere. make Champions League, make top four, get extra the, money. You, you, you brought the right answer up. You got to start from somewhere. You have to dream big too. Uh, it's good to dream big. It's good to dream big. Uh, well, Arsenal, I, I saw the game. I think I, in between work, I was making glasses at the game. I think Liverpool just, you know, when you go to Anfield, you know it's baptism of fire, just like Ateta said. You, know, you go to average at most, but the last two, as, as sad and as annoying as it is to see as a Manchester United fan, at most when you go to Anfield, even when they were not this good, if I remember the days when we were dominating, in Anfield, you, maximum you get four or five games. So I said, I said, you get four or five chances. You know, like Ateta said, they, they, in the big games, they get up for the big games and they, you know, they, I mean, yeah, it's like maximum. They, they just they, they suffocate you when you go to Anfield. Like, yeah, Anfield is one place that in recent times when I'm going, I just look at the camera, I just like, yeah, I just like, I just mark it by dropping points. Like, and then we lose or we draw, and I don't, I don't bother about Anfield. I'm just like, yeah, but let's drop points. There. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's normal, but yeah, I think yeah, you guys are going in the right direction. I like to, I want to blow my own trumpet as one of the few people that called it that's just Ateta was a good coach way back in January. <laughs> I called it, you know. <laughs> just like regular average Joe, I was just walking on the street. I saw it. I was like, "This guy is a good manager." And some people, some people, I don't. I'm not going to name names. Were coming from me. Coming the only signs, the only, I mean, the only signs were there. The only signs were there. They're coming for me, saying I was getting too kind of it, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Gucci, let's go to you. Tell, um, us, tell us about uh, number twenty-one is on the horizon. You know, this is how we started. The last time we won the league. We lost our first game. <laughs> That's what happened. We lost the first game to Everton. I remember. Fellini scored against us. We won. We struggled. Are, to are, you, are you all right? <laughs> do, you, do, 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 do you have a fever? <laughs> I, I just checked it. I want to be sure. Where is it? Sure. You know, I, I, I'm receiving well. Character <laughs> Next game, we struggled. We came to beat Southampton. This could be title number 21 on the horizon. Come on, Gucci. Tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I don't know where to start. That's why I'm just here, just because if you if you really really look at it, what what is Manchester United? Which Manchester United do we see? Which one do we get? The one the where league? like because when this guy was talking about oh we're gonna win, win the league next is that. I remember when two years ago, three years ago, <laughs> that kind of like, oh, things are improving. Now, now, what I'm pointing that out is, dude, what excuse? When, when you want to start telling that Brighton, I'll play Manchester United, had more possession, had more chances, hit the bar five times, had they get make a last minute save, um, and the keeper did not actually make. Too many world class My side that did not miss too many chances. Yeah. You know. Now what I'm pointing this out is that it can happen. Brighton is a good footballing team sometimes. They're usually not a team to play Manchester United out of the bus. What they might do is give you a good game. Yeah. They literally made Manchester United look like Manchester United was Brighton and Brighton was Manchester United. Trotter's team was out of you know, they were just on a different league. 
And you could, I kept telling it's a one-time thing, but then I remember the Crystal Palace game. <laughs> just because last week. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, but, uh, normally, I should come out of a last-minute week going, wow. But I won't lie to you. I, I felt relief. I felt happy. But I didn't rejoice. I couldn't go and troll people, for example. I couldn't go and say, oh, like, I just kept quiet because I respected myself and realized this doesn't look good. Why It doesn't look good because... Um, the defense looks terrible. The midfield looks out of sorts. The offense looks worse. The manager doesn't trust most half of his offensive subs, so nobody's coming out to help those guys. The only real defender Manchester United has is not fit enough. Including one, including one bottle. Let's. I want to be specific. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about centre backs now. No, no. I I'm said he said, said he doesn't trust his offensive. Subs. I said, including the ones he bought. Oh, yes. Yeah, because he signed Gallo. He signed Gallo. He signed James. Yeah, I'll put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bernie is the best defender he would have in the, as a center back in that club. He, he, he's always injured, or, you know, most of the time. Um, manager wants to um, play out of the back. The keeper cannot kick the ball. The keeper cannot even pass the ball in the first place. And he can't even kick it long. So if there's pressure, you can't change. So what I'm trying to say is that I found out that looking at this team, I should just look at the end of the season and see what happens. Because yeah. if I start trying to look at what will be or what might not be, I don't know. The Manchester United team I have seen is terrible. Really, really bad. The coach has regressed in the past few months. It's, it now begins to look like maybe, and this is not me, because you would you know, you would bear witness to the fact that I'm the guy that said top four is necessary. Yeah. But sometimes it feels like that thing when you say a win is a win, it might not always be a win. It looks like getting top four made this club go backwards. The owners thought, oh, they're good. We don't have to do much of our own. Coach, you know, coach, you don't feel so much pressure. So he's just chilling. Because that's what it just feels like. The only people that are not chilling right now are the fans. Fans are not chilling. Fans are actually looking for who to fight, it, but the problem is they can't catch Woodward or Ole, you know, give them a few slaps. So they're busy attacking each other on social media. And so, and that's the other part of it that makes me feel worse is that the season looking forward, I feel like Manchester United are in a position where the next one week, if they don't sign players, which I actually don't believe they will, if they don't sign the kind of players, players, I think they'll sign one, one just yeah, to but, Happy, but yeah, again, it's going to be an underwhelming sign. Yeah, I mean, the if you don't sign Sancho, it doesn't if matter. If you don't sign Sancho, don't, don't, don't sign anybody. Don't sign anybody there. And Sancho's the fans are in a position <laughs> where they will go, uh, and keep throwing more fuel into this fire. The fans will make things worse for the club. They will attack the players on social media. They will attack the club. And it will keep getting to the stage that coming to the end of this, if something good is not happening on the pitch, the players will feel it. They will get dragged into it. Manja will get dragged into it, and it's this part. It's just a season where I'm worried. I'm worried because the players at the club might not be all the, the right players might not be everywhere. Yes, there's an imbalance. Eight centre backs and only two strikers. Yes, that's an imbalance. But that does not mean that clubs like you know Crystal Palace. I mean, to show you how bad Crystal Palace are, look at Crystal Palace next weekend. And yet they they they. They really beat Manchester United. It wasn't like this. <laughs> and I even see Brighton next weekend looking like Brighton. 
but my side and maybe it looks like Barcelona. Oh, sorry, not Barcelona. Bayern now. Barcelona. Barcelona look like uh, not Leeds. They look like Aston Villa now. Yeah, Fulham. But you guys, you get my point. Where you know, I'm laughing about it, but it's it's really really sad that I actually hope this is the last time you guys bring me on to this podcast. You are part of the team. No escape for you. No escape. For I mean, but you don't have to worry about anything. All I have to say is Ole's at the wheel. The blind. You don't need to worry. Do you know like I said about it? Is the, mm-hmm. It's called the blind leading the blind. And the funny thing is, if, if, I'll tell you the funny thing is, just because we have, you know, I'll say uh, a sprinkle of very good players that have overwhelming talent, we're going to go on their own. We'll go on their own for a little bit. You know, all the guys who are doggedly behind the manager and who cannot see beyond that are going to come out from the woodworks then and start, you know, claiming victory, moral victory, you know. And then it will regress again. That's what's going to happen because this is going to be a season of injuries for all teams. So anything that doesn't have depth, like we don't, and anything that the coach is not going to maximize his resources like we do, is not going to have a very good season. This is not, uh, that one you can take that to the bank and cash it. Anything that doesn't have any of those two things is going to struggle this season because this is going to be too, We are seeing it in all sports. We are seeing it in all sports: basketball, NFL. This is this COVID thing and this break and this lack of it is going to come back to bite many teams in the ass. So many teams, especially I can speak with more of my team. Our medical and our fitness department is very, very questionable. We've had so many years of questionable injuries, not contact injuries, injuries that we are called muscle-related injuries. We've had so many years, and this doesn't start with this manager has been ongoing from days of Alex Ferguson. And the only thing that took us there, like just said it was he those were those were managers that you know how to maximize their resources they use the whole squad you know now yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting i'm going to say that so i'm not too good to say i'm predicting doom and gloom i just unless something like you said spectacular happens or miracles recovery i i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen this season yeah i mean i mean I last know. season it was um, bruno yeah bruno came in and changed everything so plus covid Sancho, Sancho can change everything. <laughs> Sancho, so I'm a big Sancho fan. Everybody knows that. Or Sancho, maybe, or maybe Josh King. Maybe Josh ah, King. Nah, nah. <laughs> now I'm thinking of this. This is Josh King. <laughs> if we sign Josh King, I'll put the riots. I'll put the riots when we, when we sign my, our brother, Uncle Galo. And later on, I come down and I realize that, you know what, this is my brother. You know, I'm happy for him. This is his dream. And he's a good guy. And he had some okay performances, but now everything has come to the fore now. Now, they're not playing the guy. You mm-hmm. know, like the thing that some of us saw when we saw that signing, I was just like, what, what is this signing about? Is this, yeah. are we going for that regression? And people are like, oh, it's just an impact player. Okay. I didn't see anything. <laughs> now, when it was time for the impact, nowhere to be found. See, today, Uncle Iggy, like, we can't find him. I'm here, everyone says, but all of a sudden, he's not trading well. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> when it was scoring goals, when he was scoring goals, they were telling me that it was, you can see the guys do well. Now they say it's not really well. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, it's one step forward, multiple steps back. Step, yeah, sorry. It's, you know, it's too early. You can say, oh, it's too early for Duman Gloom. It's just, we've been here before. Manchester United fans, we've been here. Manchester are really paying attention to what's going on in the club, paying attention to root causes of our problems. 
we know that we have played here before. We were here under Mario. When we were getting excited, we came second. And some of us were like, mm, there's something that's not going on here. Structurally, there's a lot of problems. We're not the second best team. There's a lot of things. People fail to listen. There are people that just want to be do this cultic thing about managers. Make, make a manager, you know, a cult-like figure. It's the same thing that's going on right now, just in a different way now with our, our current manager. The people that don't get the back in him are turning into some kind of cult-like figure. Instead of just forgetting the fact that I was a player, I just judge him based on what's yeah, possible. Yeah, but that's, that's the advantage managers that our legends have. They get right. the benefit of the doubt. So people want to stick by them. People want to give them a chance. So Lampard, for example, I mean, they're going to give him a chance longer why than... You not, why did you not name Arteta? Arteta is not really a legend. You know, he was a good player as a captain, <laughs> but you can't really say Arteta is an Arsenal legend. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's but Lampard is an Arsenal legend. Only uh, is, an Arsenal, is a Man legend. So those are legends. So yeah. Arteta was a captain. He only played Arsenal for five years and he probably won one or two FA Cups. I mean, that's yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's a, that's a fair point about, about that. Why, why did you do that? So, yeah, that's, that's all. So, let me jump into Man City. Oh, Man City are suffering from poor recruitment of defenders. That's, that's where we have to first start from. It's clear, it's obvious, because if your team gives up three penalties from very dumb, avoidable fouls, you now have to look at the game. What is going on? Right, the one-on-one -on -one defending is just terrible. Take out those three penalties; that game could have easily ended to two, <laughs> one-one. <laughs> three dumb, very very dumb penalty penalties. That's right. For no reason, just pulling people that someone runs behind you. Okay, follow him. He might score. He might not score. You don't know. At least follow. Don't just make it. Don't take the chance from thirty percent to eighty percent by causing the penalty. You know, it's just it's just dumb. So that's the one thing that you have to look at Pep and the club. They are recruitment of defenders. The second thing we have to look at is the pressing. Our city's pressing is little, it's non-existent now. We have to, we have to call it spade a spade. It's non-existent. For so many years, when they were dominating, I said so many years, I take that back. For the first couple of years, when they were dominating, those two, three years, the one thing we knew about them was the tactical foul. Everyone was complaining about it. Before everyone had not adopted it, because every, other people started doing the tactical foul. But when they went started, everyone was complaining about it. The press, when they pressing, get the ball from you, and two, just how quickly the, the, ball moves, the ball the ball never sticks, it moves quickly. Two, at least two of those three things are gone. The pressing is gone, the tactical fouling is pretty much, so they are too easy to get at, down, down the middle. So with that one, you have to definitely look at the manager and say, okay, this thing looks like it's probably regressing. It might be too early to call, maybe when their injured players come back, they go on a 15-16 game run, which is possible, that they still have those, they still have the system, the talent to do that. But right now, it just looks like this thing might be yeah. aggressive. Because that's that's stretched for a while now. This has started from like last season, we got to Champions League, everybody was like, oh, this is the best opportunity for Pep. Tournament football, no home and away. Everything lined up, it beats Real Madrid. It was like, oh, you know, the strongest team is ours, the perennial winners, Lyon. Like it looked like a pathway that everybody was just saying, maybe Bayern can take them out, but this is this is master's pathway. Leon beat them like quietly. <laughs> that was a quiet victory. Like they didn't pepper Leon. It wasn't like they were missing chance. I thought they had no one chance. Okay, Stelly had that one chance. That's it. It was a quiet victory. Like Leon just took care of them, like you know, like Leon, like Leon beat Marcel. That's how I felt. Felt like Leon just beat Marcel. Very quick, easy victory. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> what happened here? So at when you start seeing things like that continuously, I just all the, the way the races got at last season. Like we beat them woman away, 
Um, even though um, who beat them when I did, Wolves beat them when away. Chelsea with that croaky defense right. beat them easily. Like too many teams just got at them and beat them. You guys beat them. Even Arsenal the beat them. Arsenal beat them. Mm -hmm. Same mm -hmm. old. Sit back and just break. Like the methodology to beat Man City has come too easy, and that means there's a problem. And I do not know if it's a problem. If it's something they can fix within this season. And still make a title challenge. I know they will finish top four. That one is no, not in doubt. I know they can probably still finish second. Probably now it's shaking, but probably. But that title challenge, the way what I'm seeing at Liverpool, I just see that happening and right now. What I'll just point out for the Leicester game is that they had like six first team players that were injured. Right. So that's one, that's the only excuse I would give them because yeah. the, your two strikers are out. Right. Fernando Silva is not there, Gondogan is not there. Uh, your Laporte is not there. But I'll so, tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. Sorry to cut you off. I'll tell you the difference. This Man City team two years ago, that year that they won like 16, was it 14 of their last game? When yes. they were about to go neck and neck. Mm -hmm. Which you know this being a manager, mm -hmm. they came to Old Trafford and rested like six, seven starters. And they beat us. You know what they said? They beat us comfortably. Yes. They felt like a friendly. They beat us so comfortably. I was just like, and we were in the race for top four. They beat us yeah. so comfortably. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, their intensity has dropped. There's no doubt about that. That's so right. that's the first problem. Once you've lost that intensity, mm -hmm. then, I mean, because I watched the game, they were not, it looked like they were not even pressing. Correct. Sterling looked like he was confused where he was supposed to be. Everybody just, but yeah, but I'm saying, at the end of the day, you still have to give them, a lot of players were injured, a lot of yeah. stuff going on. So I, once those players come back, I'm sure they'll be much better. They'll probably look a little stronger. Yeah. They probably will finish second or third. And they'll be fine. Do yeah. thing. And but that's, not, that's not what they want to be. No, Pep will leave at the end of the season, just refresh. He needs to go. So maybe he'll go to um, Abu Dhabi or something. PSG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably go to PSG. Because yeah, I'm hearing rumors that they were fired to show. It's possible. Leicester City. Uh, let's just jump. So I can touch everybody. Leicester City. Brendan Rogers, <clears throat> maybe as left of last season, when it comes to Leicester and Brendan Rogers, I'm always very careful to make long term conclusions. But this just looks like they've left, they finally gone over that downward trend that they were, where they like they capitulated last season, which was understandable. Like, like you said now, now that excuse of injuries, that one I can take that 100% for, for Leicester. Because Leicester, I mean, the, left, the difference from their first team to their second team is like, it's almost yeah. like, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty stark contrast. And they lost almost like what, all their defense, lost Madison, they had lost two men keepers last season. Now that all these players are coming back, apart from Pereira, they sold Chiwell. He looks like, you know, Leicester is a, is, a, is a phenomenon, I think. We need to do like a podcast on investigate more. Leicester feels like the type of team that will sell players and become better. And I've never understood that thing about Leicester. Like, you know, they, they sold uh, Maguire. And they became so better. And became yeah, better defensively. For long, exactly. For long stretches, yeah. like, they look so good. Okay. Last season. They sold Chiwell, and it's too early, right? To, to call. But this Justin guy, that's playing out of position. The left back, yeah. Yeah, he looks kind of decent. I'm like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty interesting. So I think Kudos needs to go to Ben Arrogance. He's a good coach. He might not be a well, great coach, but he's a good well, coach. Well, if I may, if I may, uh, you know, I'm not trying to um, take, uh, you know, no, I'm not trying to take praise away from him. He deserves praise, but I think it's more of a system than the coach. Because I, I, um, we're focusing on uh, Leicester, but there's another team like Leicester actually in the Premier League, so that they don't have as much success. 
Undoubtedly, very, very efficient at the same time. That's Southampton. They are probably the one club in the past five years that if any of the big clubs went through what Southampton had gone through in the past five years, it would be down. Yeah. And what I'm saying is they change managers. They actually fire managers fast. Like, this guy doesn't feed fire. This guy doesn't feed fire. You sell their best players, get another player. Everybody's like, oh, uh, uh, what's it called? Southampton. At the time, two years ago, when actually they were about to get relegated, and I was like, yeah, they deserve to get relegated. They've just been, they just, you know, the, the club exists to make money for the owners. That's what I felt like. And, but look at the new coach, the new players, look at where they are. So I think um, Leicester might be another Southampton where they have a system where we talk without Rogers. Like Rogers is probably the best they've had since Ranieri. Yeah. When we talk without Rogers, that system would still work. Because this is a system that seems to be getting like you know the cheaper players, you know, the player from Atlanta, um, the Tillemans, when nobody was gonna take a punt on him, they went and got him. And then relatively, even though that's one of the most expensive buys, relatively compared to quality midfielders of his, you know, of his quality, of his caliber, you would say he's cheap. So I, I just think that they are um, lesser, the shop the shop's smart, but they're not the only one. I think the recruitment departments, yeah, you're right, you're right. The recruitment department is something that we have to give kudos to. Because before, I remember, I mean, I'm just talking about this then, I thought it was their director of football, Walsh, and the guy left. And the recruitment has still continued the same trajectory. So I think as a club, their, their former owner has passed, you know, RIP to... Everything that could happen to... The worst structure of the club. Everything that could happen to Leicester. Because it's, it's, a, it's actually, it's a similar story to the South African story, except that there is even worse. Yeah, because Southampton has never gotten up to the top. They've just been bubbling. They fall almost to the bottom. So they've been just been bubbling. Leicester won the league. Correct. Lost their best players. The best midfielder in left. Lost right. other players in the team. They, you know, they lost Marez. They lost Kante. Not, yeah. not Marez was not the best midfielder. It was Kante. Yeah. That's why Mar- their best forward, Marez. Yes, they lost Marez. So now, gradually, what then happened was with all these things, they kept having managers and they sold some players, they fired, you know, fired some managers. But to make things worse, they only died. Right, yeah. They only actually died. And I point that out because it's a wonderful cause if something like that happened. It would be very hard to maintain. But this guy's son is maintaining the same thing, or it's whoever took over. I think it's his son that took over. Yeah, he's maintaining this, the same system. So it, the system is solid. This is, is. A, this is a very solid system. And, you know, that's a club that if they actually break, True, they might take Arsenal or Sports place in the top four, uh, top six. Talking about sports, let's talk about Chelsea first. Chelsea, real quick. Oh, mm-hmm. defensively, man, they look they look really horrible. I mean, yeah, they need to fix that. Maybe their new keeper will help a little bit, but those goals I saw, they are still considering the same goals in transition against West Brom. Three goals. Mm. I mean, everybody knows that going forward will never be a problem for them. Last season, going forward wasn't a problem for them. Now they've got more quality players. But going that other way, oof, they need to fix that. I know it might take Thiago Silva some time, but when they got that guy, I was one of those that thought that Thiago Silva, I mean, 36, Premier League pace. Uh, I don't know if it was going to be a good fix, but we'll see. Still early days, but yeah, Chelsea, mm, defensively. That defense, they don't fix that because they might drop more points than they than they should have, and they might be they might be in that scrap, like Obia said. They might be in that scrap of 
from third to ninth, you know, because now people like Everton, I was on a different podcast, we have to talk about like Everton, people like uh, yeah, Leicester, Leicester, Sports. Well, I was focused on Leicester, Everton, Sports, Sports. Sports. Wolves. Even yeah. Wolves, Wolves is still there. Yeah. still there. You, you got to give uh, Arsenal in there too. I'll take my side and out for a little bit. Don't you don't take, me. Come on, you can't take my nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put my into that. Those teams, I think, are, those are the teams that, you know, after the, you know, after the, after the top. When you, the top is Chelsea, yes. then after that is, sorry, the top is Man City and Liverpool, then after that is Chelsea and Leicester City. I could say Leicester City is above a lot of teams. And then, I mean, they're so, the table. I don't know. Yeah, after the, after, <laughs> guy, an elephant goes on. I'm just saying this. Remember, this is how it started. started in 2016. All of us were making that same comment. Ah, an elephant, an elephant. <laughs> like, you know, like, in December, let's start with there. Let's not win the league this season. Don't worry about this. <laughs> 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 about this. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I think Liverpool very soon now. Nah. No, I mean, I mean, the way it is, is all those teams, it just, if you catch form, like the way Man cut from last season, you can make top four. Yeah. Between between after the top two, between the third to the ninth or so, they're about the same. If you catch form, you can come top four. As simple as that. That's true. That's a good way to put it. So let's look at golden boots. Let's end the golden boots discussion. So who is going to be your golden boots? If I say we have ten minutes left, who is this going to be your golden boots? Oh me? Boots? Yes, Obi. Tell me your. Oh golden yeah. Boots. I, why? I mean, oh why? Why? I'm sorry. I'm, just a quick why. Yeah, I'm an optimist. I believe Arsenal will improve the <laughs> midfield. So, so we, are, like, we are pessimists, right? I can't speak for other people. Okay. All I can speak for, I believe Arsenal will, they've made a lot, the noises that they're going to improve the midfield. Okay. Once you improve that midfield, you create more chances for people like Aubameyang, he will score more goals. So, and he's a penalty taker too, so I think on that front, he'll be fine. The way they're giving penalties in the Premier League these days, you need to be a penalty taker to score more goals. So I think I'll go for Aubameyang. Mm. Okay, Bucci. Uh, as a guy who, for the past few years, is always there, you know, he, I call him a perennial guy. He's not the top this year, second next year, or sorry, he's the top next year, or, you know, if he, he's always there, top three, top, join. And when he retires, maybe people will one day actually wake up and say, this was one of the greatest crackers in the Premier League. I agree. I agree. His name is Jamie Vardy. We overlook him too much. Yeah. Uh, Today, there was an argument going on on Facebook, in the Facebook group, and they were going on about um, drug, a bad is better than drug, and people were like, uh, I want, you know, like, this guy, was like, this guy must be on drugs or whatever. That's why I laughed at him. I said, look, there are some parameters you can put in there that value to ask most strikers, not just drug, but a lot of strikers in the Premier League. I mean, like, for example, I'll tell you point blank now that I'm not another fan, but I want to be very honest on football. Vardy is a better striker in the Premier League history than Ruud Van Nistelrooy was. Which is weird for me to say. But it is. That's just me. You know, of course, you, people might go and look at the record. And, but the rate of scoring, the way he scores, the team he plays for, Vardy is, you know, I, I, I just want, I don't know, I feel like somebody loves today, but that's my guy. Okay, that's a body love. I'm happy you said that. Because <laughs> I can't put my guy, RBN, in that conversation. Never do that. <laughs> I didn't Rude. say RBN. I said RBN. <laughs> that's what I said, RBN. Ruth Van Nistelrooy. Don't ever. Also, 
Arup is not, I, I don't know, I don't think that passion. Arup is their guy. I mean, he's our legend. You don't want to troll Arsenal guys. No, as, as as, as as <laughs> 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 who, who are you talking about? We don't even know. I don't even know who that is. So, <laughs> so my, my, mine, mine is. I know I said something at Twitter just before. <laughs> when we lost that recording, oh my god, I'm gonna leave this in there. <laughs> I, I said to him when I was just being on Twitter just for sure. I actually think highest goal scorer this season is going to be Mo Salah. That's what I think is going to be nice, man. There's going to be a lot of penalties this season. This ridiculous, we have to do another episode about this ridiculous handball rule. We have to definitely go talk about that at some point. Ridiculous handball rule. Uh, I think Mo Salah, Liverpool get all penalties. When Thiago gets back into the team, I feel like Kita will improve this season. Thiago getting back in the team. Jota now. Now that people know that when Liverpool needs to win or score a lot of goals now, in some games, they can take Firmino off, they can carry Salah down the middle, they can take Jota to the right, they can switch. Because of that, I personally think, and it's sad to, hear, it's sad to say this, but Liverpool are going to offer so many more problems with this season. So many more problems. And because of that, I think Salah scores a lot of goals without drooling too much on Salah. And I think I think a bit of penalties this is for everybody, you know. I'd say Penchester, we, we love the penalties. That's what we have Penchester <laughs> With your main man Penandes. Can I say something very funny? Penalties are hard, man. Put respect on Penandes The last five goals. Penalties are hard. Out of out of these last six goals, five have been penalties, ADB. Vardy has scored how many penalties this season? Four. Three? Four. Actually, three. sorry, four. Three. I think three. Three. Four. three. Scored two in the last match. Scored, scored one. two, then one before. Oh, so, I think he might have scored two in the first, but I'm not two. sure. That's what I'm saying. It's four. Yeah, scored two. Maybe four. four. Yeah. Scored two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, can we call him PendyB Pervadi? No, but the difference with Vardy is that he has 30 goals, maybe 10 with penalties. But Penandes will have 15 goals, 10 at penalties. That's the difference. Penalties are hard, man. You have to go to Penandes. That's my guy, Bruno. Bruno FC. Okay, guys, we've come to the end of our show. Stay tuned to the end. At the end of this, we have our FPL updates by Ola. You know, if you are into FPL, you're trying to win. Ola was a champion. Obi used to be a champion. But Obi, just like his team, and my team, we have regressed. I champions. That's why I ran away from FPL. I'm not playing this year. I can't be listening to all these younger, upcoming guys that, <laughs> that we led the way for. They're coming to be beating me in FPL. I can't take that anymore. So I ran away from FPL. <laughs> I think OBS is still playing, I think. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still, so I'm still I, I, I had a rough start. Rough start, but yeah, rough start. Uh, my experience will, will bring me back into the fold. That's what you always yeah. do. It's, it's your way. It's your way. You start yeah, rough, you know. <laughs> Second season, when it's squeaky bomb time. Obi, yeah. Obi rise. Yeah, that's how it is. So no, no worries there. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to always be here. Yeah. I'll just be at the end of the pod. So, guys, ladies, everybody watching, thank you for, for joining us. It's always fun. Welcome to another segment of Who's Hot and Who's Not. This is your Fantasy Premier League Roundup on the Footy Fantasy podcast so who's that and who's not well let's start with who's that 
Tariq Lamti of Brighton. He has had three assists and assists in each game Brighton have played this season. He's looking really ha ha hot. He's been playing wing back, so he's getting more chances to provide assists, driving into the box, winning penalties, setting up goals. And for 4.6 million, you can't go wrong. Tarek Lamti is ha ha hot. Now, who's not at? Pierre Emir Aubameyang of Arsenal. Arsenal have not, um, not had a good time, lost to Liverpool in the last round. And Aubameyang has not scored since the opening day. And it's been sold in hundreds of thousands. His price has dropped to 11.9. He has only one goal this season. He's not hot. And also because Arsenal have a couple of tough fixtures coming up. So, if you're looking to downgrade, it's better to look for strikers who are banging in the goals. Pierre Amir Aubameyang is not hot. And now we're going into the final round of matches before the international break. So, it's the time to look for people who can get you points, who can push you up the tables. You can't go wrong with a couple of Manchester City players who will be looking to bounce back against Leeds United, especially with Gabriel Jesus injured. So, feel, feel for them. Might be a good option to have, a cheap option to have from Manchester City. And if you're also looking for cheaper options who are going to get you some points, you can also find someone from Everton, Richarlison, Dominic Carvert-Lewin, as we mentioned last week. You can also look at some of the fullbacks. Denier is not looking too bad. And also, if you're looking for teams which are in form, Leicester City. Leicester City are not looking too bad. Jamie Vardy is having a party and is scoring a lot of penalties. So, you never know. He might be top scorer again this season. Those are the players you'll be looking at. Those who are in form at the moment. So, get ready for the final round of matches before the international break. And then, you can plan and reassess after the two-week break and see where you're at. So, that's our latest edition of the FPL Roundup for the tips and strategy for who's out and who's not. So, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.